presents the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Finally, The Rock has come back home. Scotty Villa brings you your new favorite pro wrestling podcast. There is nothing you could do that is more dangerous than wrestling CM Punk. He's got the latest in covering all of the major promotions in professional wrestling. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Breaking news and hot topics. He's covering everything from Monday night till Sunday night's main event. I'm the hottest thing in professional wrestling. I'm Dr. Rit Baker. D. And we never forget to go old school. I was rowdy before rowdy was cool. From the golden era. The irresistible force meeting the immovable object. To the attitude era. And if you're not done with that... To the revolution. It's about the 14 years it took me to go from undesirable to ungoddamn deniable. And everything in between. This is your pro wrestling podcast. This is in my house. Give me a hell yeah! Welcome everybody to my house for Pro Wrestling Podcast. Scotty Via and Paralegal Mike here on Spotify bringing you another fantastic, we got a jam-packed episode uh, this week for the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Paralegal Mike, how are you, pal? Holla, holla. <laughs> Not good, well. Eh? Summer of Pro Wrestling is here, baby. It is really about to begin. It's been, uh, even just this past week, hell, even this past weekend was enough to fill a full show this week, but we're going to do that as well as preview AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling's Forbidden Door coming up this weekend. Boy, oh boy, Mike, oh Mike, I cannot wait. I am so excited for Forbidden Door 2. I'm so excited to talk AEW, but matching all that excitement with the bloodline dude let's just get right into Ooh. it everyone knows where our social medias are at in my house pod we're on spotify hit like share subscribe five star frog splash rating mike it's going down the bloodline is done the bloodline is over mr prom prince right here mr prom king right here mr player of the year mr most likely to succeed huh yeah Hey, guess what? A blessing happened in disguise. You got hurt. I stepped up. I main evented SmackDown. I main evented pay-per-views. I main evented WrestleMania. You know why? They know us now. I'm the right-hand man, main event Jay Uso, and it's all because of him. So guess what? You out. And I'm out too. Oh my God! (laughs) 
Usos! That's it. Ties have been broken. A family (laughs) torn apart. (laughs) The way it went down on SmackDown with Roman calling out Jey Uso, pleading to him, not even pleading to him, but just saying, hey, we've been grooming you to take over as a tribal chief when I'm done. You're the next man up. We've been preparing you for this for the last three years. And when the time is right, you're going to be the next guy. The only person that's ever doubted you, held you back, is your brother, Jimmy. Jimmy comes out. As brothers do, I guess. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Uh, Jimmy comes out, says, no, that's not it. It's always been Roman. It's always been our cousin that's holding you back for the last three years. And they do the job of planting the seed, saying, you know what? There's only one person that ever doubted you, Jay, and it was your brother, Jimmy. And Jay goes off, cut a great promo. Dude, it's it's pretty wild to see how in the last year when the Usos were on the screen with Roman, but you include Sami Zayn, and they could barely get through a segment without cracking a smile, giggling, laughing. To what they're doing now with it with such drama involved, and there's no cracks, there's no smiles. They're doing their job and they're making it, it- as as it's it's epic television. It's epic television to watch every week. I'm going to say it all comes down to storytelling. When the good times are over, what's left? This right. is what's left. Sammy brought a lot of the good times. A lot of eyes on that bloodline story. A lot of fun memories. You feel an oozy? That stuff to pop at, break character, laugh. The crowd is right there with you. The home audience is right there with you. They started shifting when Sammy was out. Mm -hmm. You had to start being more dramatic. You had to start flexing on the real break, which is happening now. We're going forward with nothing but drama now. There's nothing that's uh, uh, funny or goofy or I shouldn't say entertaining, but it's all drama now. And it's got me on the edge of my seat and wanting to see what's the next step. What's the next step? It's official now at Money in the Bank in a couple weeks, July 1st. It is the Bloodline Civil War. It's the Usos versus Roman and Solo. Solo got taken out right after Roman got super kicked. And that, I think, is going to be great to watch because eventually Solo is going to see the light and Roman's going to be on his own. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's not a bad thing either. No, that's just story progression, right? That's kind of what you're hoping for because Solo is the younger brother of Jimmy and Jay. And eventually the king has to lose everything and his, his, his castle is going to crumble. And that's what's happening. Well, it's crumbling. It's, yeah. it's, 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 <laughs> remember it's down now. Sammy and the Usos, they they going. Um, it's awesome that it's in front of a UK crowd. The perfect crowd for it. Like, I mean, you couldn't you couldn't ask for more from a live audience for this kind of story. So that'll that'll be really exciting because it'll be a hot crowd for that. But um it's again as we're on bloodline watch. <laughs> a- 
after that match, even it'll be exciting to see how they move forward. Because right. as long as Solo is still hanging around, I weird they didn't wait till SummerSlam. Just saying. They still. I think it's going to be Jay versus Roman at SummerSlam. I think between now and you're not, SummerSlam, they're the fucking Usos. <laughs> like you're not breaking up a tag team. No, absolutely not. But the I, idea I, of this is they're going to come back and be the fucking hottest baby face tag team ever. They're going to shake hands with Kevin and Sammy when they beat them for the titles in the right way. I don't think that the Usos versus Roman storyline ends at Money in the Bank. I still think we get that match between Roman and Jay because it started with Roman and Jay. And Roman beat him down every time. The same way, I think so. I think we're gonna get that. That I think we're gonna get that. What I would consider a payoff. I mean, you could you could end up Booker of the Year in this regard, but I I don't think so. I think the Usos coming back as face teams, and then the giant handshake, maybe hugs with um, Sammy and Kevin. I, I completely agree with Sammy and Kevin getting back into the storyline. Um, specifically, mostly Sammy getting back in there, not to do anything to interfere or anything like that with uh, the Usos versus Solo and Roman, but to just show support because Sammy has been saying this for a while. Kevin has been saying it for a long time. You guys have all been being used by Roman. I think it'll be more of like we got you if anything goes down, and then who knows after that. I I don't think that this ends with just between the Usos and uh, the other and Roman and Solo. I think. We're getting a singles match at some point in a main event on a pay-per-view between Roman and Jay. At what point are you milking it? I mean, every week, if if the like storylines are this, good. This, we're getting dangerously close to the end, and I don't think you're going to hit any more high moments than what you've hit. Like, I don't think the solo breaking apart moment is going to outdo the Usos splitting. I don't. No, I, I don't either, but I I. I do think we need to see the fall of the Roman Empire. We need to see the fall of Roman, which will eventually lead to whoever he loses the title to. I think that's the... He's been built and up so any much. Of these, these guys. For me, it's got to be Cody that takes it. I know, it's got to be Cody that takes it for me from Roman, because to me, that's the story. But there is so much invested in what this storyline has been with Roman and Jay because it started with them. I just, I don't see if Jay beats him for the title. I just don't see them doing that. I think it would be a great payoff, but has, is, is Jay Uso is main event. Jay Uso an actual main event, main draw for WWE to be the face of, of a brand. That's a fun question. No. I, I think he's been brought the, up. The to answer is no, <laughs> you don't. He doesn't beat Roman. In what fucking world? What are we doing? <laughs> what world are you dreaming in where you're like, oh man, main event? No, he's not. You're a tag team wrestler. That's fine. You can build a hell of a career off that. You're not splitting the fucking Usos for that kind of thing. You're not. If anything, Roman's going to assemble a new team. And Solo and the Usos are going to fight whoever Roman gets to replace them. Dude, that's that, where they're going next. That's a great point. And I've been thinking about it because there are other people from the Samoan family and dynasty that aren't in WWE right now. 
in MLW, you've got, uh, oh man, I can't remember his name. I'm blanking now. Um, yeah, he's been the world champion in, in MLW and everyone calls him, oh, they call him the head of the ghetto or something like that based off of the head of the table because he's not quite yeah. in WWE yet kind of thing, right? Uh, he shot that down, but he straight said, there's only one head of the table and that's Roman Reigns and I acknowledge him. So there are there are still family members out there that uh, are from the Samoan family uh, that could come up, but if they're not already in the WWE system, I just can't see it happening. So who do they recruit? Or, hear me out. They drop the bloodline name so they can sell new shirts for whatever they're doing. <laughs> I mean, that's inevitable. Like so. that's that's where I think too. Like Roman has to have some solo gear up planned. Like guys are gonna make runs at the title. Matches are gonna happen if he's working a schedule that permits it. You you can't milk this because it's been so good. And when something goes too long, it is not great for anyone but we could talk about this for hours i think the most exciting part is this tag team match at money in the bank very very excited for it because i think this is where you start seeing the solo part of the story you get more looks on solo Mm -hmm. and if you're trying to get this guy over which should be the goal gotta tell you if anyone's got to come out good it's got to be solo you're young the usos and roman have had a long time in the fed you gotta keep solo relevant. You got if you're making him a player, then make him a player in this. I think there's ways to to continue to elevate him because he came in pretty late. He only came in late last September, I believe, uh, for the main yeah. main roster store that night clash of the castle, I think. So there is that. I think you keep him with Roman a little bit longer, but then you start seeing solo question the tribal chief, and you see that relationship break trust kind of thing so i still think there's more to do that's well, not it, again we know this thing's crumbling yeah yeah i, I still think there's more story to go without it i being don't know man built. look at how long this program's gone but it hasn't it hasn't faltered once we have i personally haven't gone once like this is going on too long or this needs to end you, soon because but all the key players are still involved it's yeah. different when they split and then we're having a tag team split up just to have a a singles fucking match i think that's too much I don't think but the I Usos think have your, to split up. Your optimism because there's because the storytelling. Mm-hmm. Well, the idea is they're brothers. That kick came because they're fucking brothers. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted to be a main event player. He could have waited longer, split them, and then he could have done it. Solid solid. But they broke because they're brothers. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. I still think they could do the main event match. I still think they could do uh important things with singles and not split them up. We've seen that with the new day. Big yeah, Ethan world champion vibes. <laughs> yeah, they're all hurt but uh yeah we'll be getting more into uh the tag team match between the usos and solo and roman next week on our preview for money in the bank because that is coming up next saturday mike we're gonna jump yes very excited about that let's jump over to aw because they've got a big week and they just had a, a big last week dynamite was last oh. week was, uh fantastic uh full disclosure as we're recording this dynamite is on so you all heard that we did a show last week during Dynamite and everything that we said, man, we need to see this, this, and this actually happened on the show uh, as we were recording. So, And they're probably just like, ooh, they're watching while they're... No, <laughs> Scotty may have been. I wasn't. I, I'm always watching. I'm always watching. So, uh, you're, not, weekend. you're not now. <laughs> uh, I will be in mere moments. Mere moments. But 
Mike, uh, AEW Collision is now a thing. It debuted in Chicago this past weekend. Great show. Fun show. The return of... Unbelievable. The return of CM Punk. He cut a a very good promo, which some people are saying, it wasn't a promo. He was speaking from the heart. Look, it's in wrestling, and he's talking with a microphone in the middle of the ring. He cut a great promo. heard but I'm tired of being nice this is the professional wrestling business it's a business of grown-ups this has never been a popularity contest we all know I probably would have lost that one a long time ago I'm tired of being nice this sign right here says CM Punk is my hero You can call me that. This sign here says Pepsi Phil. You can call me that. This sign here says CM Junk. You can call me that. Boo me, cheer me, love me, hate me. You all do it because you know I'm right. You can call me whatever you want. You know what David Zasloff calls me? One Bill Phil. That's because I am the one true, genuine article in a business full of counterfeit bucks. The king is back, baby. And I do have a lot of things to get off my chest. And there's the people that think that they are owed an apology. I've grown older and wiser in my years. Sometimes it's better to be the bigger man. If you feel you're here today and I owe you an apology, here it is. I am sorry that the only people softer than you are the wrestlers you like. The last time you saw me with my tricep meat hanging down, I held what's in this bag above my head. And it's not because I deserve it. It's mine because I earned it. And it's not mine because I had the best dog collar match. It's mine because I won the dog collar match. This belongs to me until somebody can pin me or submit me for it. And there are those of you who I'm sure we're praying to whatever God you believe in that I'm gonna put these down here in this ring and walk into the sunset never to be seen again. But until there is somebody in this company that can fill these boots, they belong on my feet. Tell me when I'm telling lies. CM Punk's back, right? Tell him when he's telling lies, guys. Oh, tell him when he's telling lies. You you just heard the audio there. I just played the clip of uh, of an edited version of the CM Punk promo from this past Saturday, and I cut out all of them except the last one because I I was talking to Mike off air yesterday, and I was saying, 
Mike had said, man, he said that a lot. And a lot of people are kind of killing him for it online. I said, I, I, I completely agree. It should be his because Stone Cold said so. That should be the last thing he says at the end of his promo, like because Stone Cold said so or hell yeah. Leave it at that because I think it's a great line. It's a great, great line. But yeah, he kind of did that too much. But he came out, said his thing, as you just heard, said he's going to be himself. If you like him, great. If you don't like him, great. He's not worried about it one bit. Mike? Although although we know he's like a fucking diva. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I, I mean, it's great that you were like cutting a wrestling promo, but your brawl out still happened. I'm just saying it like it is. Yeah. You're saying it like a spoiled brat. When brawl out happened, that's how that came off. And his defense is like, that's me being me, being frustrated. Be frustrated off camera. Mm-hmm. You have a job. Granted, I like the promo. Yes, it's great. Punk is back. I'm very much so in that camp. It's a good driving force for AW right now. No doubt about it. Absolutely. I, I looked at it as... Because in the uh, Sports Illustrated article, he said once he had calmed down and a few days later, whatever it was after um, brawl out, he called Tony and apologized, said, sorry, I was shouldn't have handled it that way. We like if you're in a workplace, you can't do that. Hell no. You know, you, you just can't. And he's saying he's having a bad day. He knew he was injured. Uh, he knew what was coming up kind of thing and he was frustrated he almost tried to use the i'm going to lash out because he said he was frustrated that things weren't being done and he didn't know how to other any other way to get it done other than out of frustration and it was kind of like a tough love thing well if you're not going to do it i'll basically force you to do it by humiliating you or upsetting you and that's not not how it works it was what it was. He apologized privately. Uh, you can read the article at Sports Illustrated. We've shared it on our socials at In My House Pod. At Collision, he, he came means up. ESPN. ESPN. Oh, shit. Sorry. Yeah. ESPN. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Looks like I'm the mark now. <laughs> but uh, gr- great promo for the show. Great way to start the show. Uh, There's a lot of pe- people that were like, wow, I can't believe he talked. Yeah, he's going to talk. They're going to do the exact same thing that got him ratings last time. Give him a microphone, yes, but now they're going to have a punk for Christ's sake. <laughs> yeah. What's, he, have what's he known for? It, exactly. So the, they did a great job with that. I loved the tagline at the end where he was on the ramp and he leaned into the camera and said, what's in the bag, Max? Because he's carrying a big red bag with apparently the world championship that he won and never lost. And he said, as you heard, if someone wants to take this, you got to pin me or submit me. I, I like that. I think that's a big tease a big easter egg for going forward of guys challenging him and hopefully we get him wrestling a little bit more uh, on collision to knock off the ring rust let's get him on tv wrestling and i think that should that's what should happen it should almost be like an unspoken open challenge and have him wrestle three to four times a month on dynamite or sorry on collision Uh, something tells me this guy's gonna get away with not working every fucking tv show I mean, you can't have him get chopped in the face. <laughs> I hate to I, see it happen. <laughs> yeah, he, he he commented about that on the ESPN article uh, with Hangman. Go. And then, obviously, throughout that day, people went and found clips and reposted it online. And, yeah, it's a, it's a vicious chop right to the mouth, which would fucking suck. So 
That's fucking wrestling, dude. It can happen. You tell me when you fucking went to war with Samoa Joe, you didn't take a real one. Like yeah. fuck off. Yeah, uh, I agree. Just let's let's leave it with the at the promo right now, Mike. Were you happy with what yeah. you saw, what you heard? Uh, yeah, like a lot of it. Like, I mean, the off like kilter like Bucks jokes. Yeah. But yeah, no, like I, I like the promo. I'm happy the guy's back. It stirs up a lot of good business for AEW in a time where like, get ready, have some eyes on AEW. Please buy your tickets to the Regina show. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Just it's yeah, it's it's how you probably had to open that show. Yeah, I think there's no other way. Uh, if there was matches, a, a match to open the show instead of having that, I think almost all the matches that we saw on Collision could have opened that show because we had some phenomenal pro wrestling matches on collision uh i i talked to you about it i've talked to a few other people about it as well that uh had messaged us on that in my host pod social saying what do you think of the show this was a great show super fun show if for me it felt like a saturday night's main event it was just great wrestling matches on saturday night and some stuff started storylines some stuff uh didn't need storylines it was just a match for the sake of a match because some new guys were or some guys were coming back and some stuff were continuing storylines. The women's tag team match I thought was fantastic. I thought all the women killed it on that match and this match was on fire. It was great. Everyone brought it last night. Mike, some of my pluses from collision, great wrestling matches. Yep. To me, everything was, you need to go and watch this match. I may not say that fully about the Luchasaurus versus Wardlow. Yes, we got a title I would change. Definitely not say that about that. I don't know, man. Still, like, Wardlow, Miro, now. Look it. Yeah. What the fuck are we doing? W- would have been great for the TNT so, oh, title. Luchasaurus, change your gimmick. It's time. I just want I'm him to doing be... Lucha shit. <laughs> I just want him to be more aggressive. A-, a lot of his stuff looks better, but I still feel like a lot of his stuff is. On TV, watching as a viewer, I'm not a wrestler, but it looks soft at times. And it looks like he's just doing the moves instead of trying to win a fight. And that bugs me. But all the matches were a great. A big man we- scared to be a big man. Yeah, exactly that. We saw the return of Miro, and it was awesome. Miro's back. Yep. Miro's a star. There's nothing even questionable about that. Push him to the moon. We got the return yep. of Andrade El Idolo. He was up against uh, Buddy Matthews. Oh, Mike. A little wrestling match. Unbelievable wrestling match. Those guys, once again, killing each other, making everything look great, selling like crazy to the point where, Mike, they got me. They full-blown fucking got me. I thought Buddy was hurt. He, I thought he hurt his knee. Couldn't continue there. I'm like, why is this match going on? The guy's obviously hurt. Don't hurt your knee more, dude. You're going to be out longer. No, no. Unbelievable. Bring story town, baby. Tell the story. 100% got me. I was hook, line, and sinkered on that. And then both men paid tribute to their female partners in real life. Yeah. Which is fun. So fun. Buddy Matthews doing the submission move that Rhea Ripley does. Andrade El Idolo doing the figure eight like his wife Charlotte Flair and getting the win with that move. Great stuff. Just great, great stuff. Couldn't extend as much, but it, it was good. I like that they did it. He, he was a little blown up, let's be honest. 
he hadn't worked in a while. So. Selling the injury. <laughs> Love that. Oh, man. So, so good. Then we get the beat down of the House of Black on Andrade. Now all the rumors are out there. Who's coming to help Andrade? Who's it going to be? Just I've seen some stuff, Mike. Seen some stuff. You got to stop looking at stuff, man. I rarely look at stuff, Mike. This one got me. I needed to know. I needed to know. They're coming from Japan. I thought the pace Ooh. of the show, Mike. <laughs> I thought the pace of the show was fantastic. Uh, everything minus the one thing I'm going to mention in the bad uh, coming up here. I thought everything was was well-timed, well-paced. Everything felt important and main event level. And I think that's how AEW started when they first started their Dynamite show and a couple mm-hmm. of Rampages. Everything felt important. Everything felt main event level. The crowd was into it. Yes, they're in Chicago, so it's a uh, a crowd that's always into everything when it comes to pro wrestling. I thought the graphics and the visuals were great. I think they need to change a little bit on the nameplates when they come out. That looks a little bit generic, but I love the way the stage looks. I like the entrance music. Oh, yeah. The set the set was really good. The set is fantastic. My, my biggest plus that doesn't involve wrestling is the commentary. I yep. love Kevin good Kelly. Good call. I agree. And I will say this, in the Attitude Era, despised Kevin Kelly. Couldn't stand listening to him. Couldn't stand seeing him on my screen. Had no love for Kevin Kelly. That guy left and became more of himself instead of like uh, what they made him on WWE TV and became, in my opinion, one of the best play-by-play men uh, this generation. Like the guy is so good. He sells everything in New Japan so well. And him and Nigel McGuinness, great, great job. I'm a, That part to me is part of the presentation that brings me back. I'll tell you what, if Monday Night Raw had better commentators, I think that helps me watch that three-hour show a little bit better. Love Corey Graves. The I mean, Kyle. Pa- I'm going to tell you, that's a three-hour show. Yeah, but if it's easier to listen to while I'm watching it, it makes it easier to, to get through. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's enough to say me watching three hours of Monday Night Raw. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're, you're you not even like wrestling? I'm like, listen, man, I like wrestling fine. But if you're digesting raw and you're walking away, you're like, fuck, it was another raw. I'm like, maybe you just <laughs> see what you want to see. Mm-hmm. Tailor the episode to you. I get through raw in 20 minutes, baby. Yeah. See what I want to <laughs> see. Unless someone like if you message out to me and you're like, raw had a really good match. That was a two segmenter. you got to watch it. I'll watch it. Other than that, three hours, like... three hours. Now, AEW is running into we have five hours of TV. Yeah, that's tough. It's tough. When you got five hours of TV. I hope you keep your pace the way you are. But something tells me you probably won't. They better this next month and a half with, with collision. They're doing Canadian dates yep. uh, starting this weekend. Better keep it up. Better pick it up. Uh, Mike, loving collision right now, but it's easy to say that because it was their first and only episode of collision. And we're back in the honeymoon phase with uh, an AEW show when we're getting wrestlers that we haven't seen in a while. So of course we're happy about that. So, the one bad I'm going to give AEW, and I'm not alone in this. Uh, it was an original thought, but a lot of people are saying it. How fucking dare you go to a commercial break when CM Punk and Samoa Joe are finally face-to-face in a ring after 6,000-some-odd fucking days. You built it up so, so much. You get the stare down. You get a headlock, side headlock takeover. And then in America, you go to picture-in-picture. In Canada, you just go straight to commercial. And then you come back. And it's Samoa Joe versus Dax Harwood. And then you do more wrestling. And then you get Samoa Joe and CM Punk back in the ring again. 
doing some crisscross shit, whatever it is. And then you go to commercial. What the fuck are you doing? How is this not figured out in the production meetings? How is this timed out in, in this way that like, man, we've got to go to commercial right now. If it was done on purpose, kind of fuck you. Don't do that. <laughs> I know you're just going to be like, oh man, I hope they're still fighting when they come back from a commercial break. Oh wait, they're not. They're going to fight again soon. Oh, here they're fighting. Oh, they're going to go commercial. Are they going to come back with them fighting a commercial break? No. What the fuck? And then you get the uh, great last three or four minutes of that match. And by the way, I need way more FTR versus Bullet Club Gold in my future. Very quickly. Yep. Yep. No, that, that's my only gripe is don't ever fucking you know do what? that again. I love that you say that. Like, why would you do that? Well, advertisers are happy. Yeah, cool. Yeah, they're always going to be happy. They've already that paid tag them. happens. You'll sit through the fucking ad. Hurry up! Hurry up! The ads are still playing. I mean, if you're watching on tape delay, you ain't watching none of those fucking commercials. You're fast forward, uh, <laughs> which Red Sox. will be on a Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike, Forbidden Door Two is this weekend. AEW New Japan Forbidden Door Two live in Toronto. Places sold out. Hanging from the rafters. The main event, which is being rumored, is. Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay. The, 100% the main event. I think so. I believe it is for the United States uh, a heavyweight championship. You've got Daniel Bryan versus Okada. A dream match. That is actually a dream match that is finally happening in our world. You got Tanahashi versus MJF. Uh, I don't know if the AEW World Championship is going to be on the line. Last we heard, MJF just said, no, I'm not uh, fighting anybody from some a little independent in Japan. <laughs> uh, great. Love it. Keep that rolling. Great stuff. Tonight will be the announcement for sure. A- absolutely. Absolutely. Sonata, the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, put out an open challenge. Jungle Boy answered that challenge. Okay. Um, here's, ho- here's hoping. That fell flat for me. When I saw the video last week from Sonata, I'm like, cool. He's on the card. Great. He's throwing out an open challenge. A lot of guys that can answer that challenge. And then it was Jungle Boy, and I just... Uh, that just wasn't the match I wanted to see, I suppose. So... That's a bummer. Yeah, Eddie Kingston's back. He came back on Dynamite last week, so there could be something there with him and, and uh, Forbidden Door. Not sure yet. We're getting also getting Monero Suzuki teaming up with Jericho and Sammy Guevara, so I'm assuming they will be involved in a six-man match, a multi-man match as well at Forbidden Door because New Japan loves them. So, they love them. Uh, I'm hoping we'll see something from Andrade El Idolo and House of Black coming up for uh forbidden door two we'll have to wait and see again might be happening right now as as the show is on and we're recording this podcast (laughs) mike is there last forbidden door was great phenomenal uh the biggest pop of the night was finally seeing okada make an appearance is there any way that forbidden door two can can top last year I think match quality is already there, like Zack Sabre Jr., Orange Cassidy, something to look out for. Obviously, Osprey and Kenny is like really pushing full steam ahead. Everyone's really excited to see how they're going to top their first bout at Rest Kingdom. Um, I mean, Brian Danielson and Okada, both great goddamn wrestlers. I think this the quality of matches has gone up. I, I agree, especially seeing Okada in a singles match. He was in a four-way last year. Uh, which was fine and great. Seeing Okada in a singles match for me feels real big, real big. And I love the fact that it's happening on Canadian soil. Honestly, can't explain why. I don't know why, but 
the fact that an American company and a, and a Japanese company are doing this pay-per-view on a, on, in a Canadian city, just it shows me so much of how much they want to keep the whole world knowing about New Japan and AEW, which is is, is fantastic. So yeah, do we do we see Orange lose the intercontinental or the international championship to Zack Saber? Yeah, and then Danielson can win it back when he um, fights him at uh, All In. I like it. I'd say two for El Idolo. I hope your rumors aren't true because Bullet Club, uh, Bullet Club Gold should be with El Idolo for that that trios match. That's that's a great call. I still kind of and if El Idolo's contract's not wavy, like you have him join the Bullet Club. Interesting, Mike. I like it. I I'm, I would do. I'm big on let's put a couple extra guys in Bullet Club Gold and make this a legit faction and start going after guys in championships. Will we see it? I don't know, but I'm big on that. Dude, Forbidden Door 2 this weekend on pay-per-view. Everyone listening, do me a favor. Go buy tickets to the AW shows coming to your city. If they're coming to do it close to your city, go do it. We've done it. You do it. So let's support these shows. If local pro wrestling uh, markets are in your town, in your city, within driving distance, go. We're going to Ringside Wrestling here in a couple weeks here in Regina. CWE a couple weeks after that. We're going. We're pumped. Can't wait for that. Stick around. We've got a lot more uh, exciting news coming up about those kind of shows with great, great independent wrestlers. Mike, as we're doing this, obviously Dynamite is on right now. We're going to get some more announcements about matches. So stick around. We may be able to kind of update you on that uh, later on this week with uh, some picks as well. So stick around. But, dude, great show. Everyone follow us at In My House Pod. Everyone go to Caravan Curio and Collectibles here in Regina. Google them. It's Caravan with a K. You'll find it, dude. It's we jammed a lot. We jammed probably an hour long show into about thirty five minutes here, oh. pal. We did all right. I was gonna say AEW Fight Forever out next week, the 29th. Evil Uno, still waiting for our copies. <laughs> I'm in it for Danhausen. Goddamn <laughs> bastards got me with DLC already. <laughs> Fuck, I love it. Thanks for checking out the show here on Spotify. Hit that share button. Follow us on the socials at In My Host Pod and let us know what you think. Enjoy Forbidden Door 2. Enjoy pro wrestling in your area. And thanks for enjoying the In My Host Pro Wrestling Podcast. Cheers,